Welcome back to another episode of the Two Dogs Podcast. Brown Central here along with Browns Culture and the NFL Draft this Thursday in Cleveland. Um, this draft is probably going to be one of the most interesting considering, you know, right now I think our roster is decent enough to start to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, and then you add in these draft picks. We have around seven. We have nine draft picks, actually. That's going to be very interesting to see how we can fit all these guys on the roster um, and save them for the future and really make this team young and, and very developmental. Um, so a lot of talk about edge, a lot of talk about linebacker, wide receiver, whatever you want to do. We are going to do a mock draft. Uh, right now and then we're just gonna make our picks and then uh, break down our picks and talk about the people we like and some people that um, you know would fit get at this position so I'm gonna go first at pick 26 um, right now I have Rashad Bateman on the board Greg Newsom, Elijah Moore and Jason Oway uh, right now I'm kind of liking Greg Newsom as a lot of Browns fans do um, we obviously need to f- fill a corner role uh, and Newsom is very athletic. He can play the slot very well, and I think he's going to be my pick uh, at pick 26. Uh, for my pick, I think I'm going to go opposite. I don't particularly like the corners available at the end of the round one, and I do like the DNs. And for my mock, I have Azizo Jolari available. I also have Jason Away and multiple receivers named Elijah Moore and Terrence Marshall. But I am going to go Azizo Jalari, who I hope to be the pick come Thursday. Yeah, I know um, Aziz is, is decently high on a lot of people's boards. I think he could easily be um, off the board before 26. I think he could fall down to the Ravens pick. Um, and, you know, maybe they get him if we decide to take corner. But if he does fall to us at 26, I think that would be a great addition. Um, he said, you know, he's – he tries to compare himself to all of these great NFL edge rushers. And if alongside with miles down the line, I think that's going to be uh, fairly scary for this young defense. Um, now we drop down to pick 59. I have Elijah Moore, Dawami Brown, Josh Palmer um, at, at receiver. And I think I'm going to take a receiver here. Um, I believe there's too much talent in this draft. You know, yeah, I could have waited until the third round, fourth round to get a receiver because there's just so much depth in this class. Um, but a guy like Elijah Moore, you can't pass up on him. He, he's projected to go 40th right here. It's, it's kind of a steal. Um, if I were to be making a more reasonable pick, I would pick that Wami Brown. But since Moore is here, I'm going to have to take him. Um, his his off-the-ball speed is just very, very good. His acceleration, everything about him, I, I love him as a receiver prospect. For my uh, number 59 pick, I think I'm going to go corner because it is a very big need. So I have – we have Calvin Joseph, Aaron Robinson, and Elijah Molden, who's listed as a safety for PFF, but he has more of a – a corner, even if he does play more inside. So we're going to go Kelvin Joseph here. I think he adds great zone coverage, great ball skills, good size. He's that kind of Chase Claypool neutralizer that we really need because we don't have it. And I think it's a perfect pick at 59. Yeah, I, um, I'm i looking at our schedule. You got to face off against people like uh, bigger receivers like Chase Claypool, um, 
we played the Cardinals for Week 17, so you got DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, who Denzel did have a little bit of an issue with uh, when we played them the first time last year. Um, so getting some get, getting some bulk in that secondary would be very good um, and relieving some of the pressure on Denzel. Uh, then we drop down to pick 89, and we have pick 91 uh, shortly after that. So uh, I'm going to have to go edge here. Uh, I like Cameron Sample. I think Cameron Sample is, you know, somebody that can move inside. He can play outside. He's he's strong. Um, I, I would like to see, you know, some some better movement with his feet. Uh, but otherwise, I think that he is a really good player uh, to pair opposite of Miles and, you know, put him by Tack McKinley or just get some, some power and speed in there. Um, that's going to be my pick at 89. All right, my pick at 89 is going to be a wide receiver. Because uh, that's, I mean, you could go, we could go DB here, we could go safety linebacker, but I, I think it has to be wide receiver here. It's so talented down the board. And I think round three is kind of that gem spot for these really fast, really explosive slot wide receivers. And no two two Atwells here, and I want to take them because the Browns show a lot of interest in them. I think I'm going to take Dwayne Eskridge because that's just personally who I like more. Yeah, he's a good 5'11 frame. He creates good separation. He's not like a Kadarius Tony, the way he creates separation. So I, I think he's a phenomenal wide receiver, and I value him over Tutu Atwell because of his size. Tutu Atwell is a 5'9", 165 guy, and I doubt his ability to be that kind of X receiver for us, which I see Eskridge potentially being in the future. So that's my pick at 89. Yeah, I was I was battling, you know, I, I wanted to take a, a receiver further down here. But like I said, more up there um, in the second was going to be a good pick. Um, but yes, I agree. I like Ed Estridge. His size is good. Um, I think he would be a really good player to add into this offense going forward. Um, now with pick 80, uh, 91, I think, you know, in the third round, we can – we're going to be moving some picks around. Um, we don't need nine draft picks. Uh, this could definitely be sent up to another team to trade us up in the second round or something like that. Um, I don't see us using both of our third rounders or, as a matter of fact, both of our fourth rounders. So, you know, this pick is just with a little bit of discretion. But um, right now, I think I'm going to go safety. So we have Jamar Johnson, Adarius Washington, Divine Diablo, and Tyree Gillespie. Um I really do like Adarius Washington. Uh, if I, there's a chance that he might be gone um, before pick 91. Kind of the same thing with Jamar Johnson, but I think there's more of a likely chance that he's going to be there. I, I like his his size. Um, his vision is very good, and I think that he could step in, you know, on the same line as you know maybe John Johnson step in with Delpit, something like that, um, and and really play in that secondary very well. So he is going to be my pick at 91. My pick at 91 here is it's very uh, very split between guard and safety here, which is Hamza Mazirling for the safety. Uh, I, I really want to go Hamza here, but with their, uh, with their hesitation of Wyatt Teller to really confirm any re-sign or extension with him, and maybe moving on from J.C. Treader and then moving on from Joel Batonio, it's really up in the air with the interior. So I think I'm going to go Hamza here. I'm going to hope 
that a guy like David Moore falls to the fourth, which we have an early pick of. So I'm going to go hands on the zero wing here. He's that kind of JOK type of guy. He can play DB, like a slot corner. He's a cover safety, but he's 6'4". He's just a great size guy, great athlete, great coverage. I think he's a very valuable part that we could have to this defense. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you in interior offensive line. Um, I was looking at my picks because I think that might be my pick. Right now I have Kendrick Green, Aaron Banks, and David Moore. Um, those are three guys that I really do like. They're, they both have size, or all three of them have size. Um, their technique is just very, very good, and I think that, you know, if we do move on from Charter, Batonio, uh, Teller, you know, those are going to be some really good replacements. And then I was looking at linebacker because, you know, a lot of Browns fans want a linebacker. We have Jamin Davis, who he's going to be way gone, so I'm not even going to consider that. Uh, Monty Rice, Justin Hillier, Derek Barnes, and Ernest Jones. Um, I think I'm probably going to take an interior offensive lineman, and that is going to be Kendrick Green. Um, out of Illinois, I just I really like his his run blocking. Um, he's pretty good as a pass blocker too. Uh, I think that Bill Callahan can easily develop him into uh, a really good guard. And we may not even you know if we do move on from Teller, we might not not even know that he's gone. Um, he just has that much potential, so he's gonna be my pick. For my one ten pick, I'm going to go guard as well. I think you know why Teller may not be resigned in the future. I think J.C. Treader could be off this team before we even know it. And I think uh, Joe Batonio, we could offer some, you know, cap maneuver with him with getting a young guy in here. So I'm going to take David Moore. I think he shares a lot of similarities with Wyatt Teller. He's this big type of athletic run blocker. And, yeah, I just think it's a phenomenal replacement to a guy that is really foggy for the future. Yeah, I I do like that pick. Um, if if Green wasn't there, I definitely would have would have considered him. But you know, there is a lot of uncertainty with this offensive line. Uh, Wyatt Teller, I believe he's looking at according to Sport Rack, he's I think he's projected to be making thirteen million or a little bit above. Um, I I just don't see a situation where we can we can pay for that going forward. We got to pay Denzel, Chubb, Baker, all that. I just I don't see it working. So. Grabbing uh, interior offensive linemen in this draft, which is they're full of them, um, is definitely going to be something that the Browns are going to be watching for. And, you know, you never know. They may move up in the third, stay at third, whatever, um, and and select one of the offensive linemen that they really like. Um, so down to 132. Like I mentioned earlier, I had Jamin Davis, Monty Rice, Justin Hilliard, Derek Barnes at linebacker. Um, I'm probably going to go with – I'll probably go with Monty Rice just because I think the Browns really love these guys who can, you know, attempt to shoot the gap. Um, they they need a guy that can try to play some coverage. Monty Rice just kind of does it all. He's going moving sideline to sideline. He he has good vision. Um, he's going to go in there and make a tackle through a really packed gap. So I'm going to select Monty Rice with 132. All right. So my for my 132 pick – I'm, I was going to look at nickel corner. I could have looked at linebacker, or I could have looked at nose tackle. But I have decided to trade it away. And 
you know, the team's not realistic here by trading away to the Baltimore Ravens for a future three. I traded 132 in a round six. So I think we really take value from this draft and then move it to next year. I think that's phenomenal. And we get a future three for future flexibility. I like that move. Um, this team is all about planning for the future. So that's definitely going to be something that they're going to look into. Um, I know that moving moving around capital is definitely going to be uh, the focal point for this year. So I I like that trade. And, you know, maybe we might see something like that on draft night. Um, all right. So pick 169. I'm staying with all of my picks. I know, you know, Logan's kind of that guy that wants to move things around and, and find the best available thing. Um, I'm just going to stick with my picks. 169. I have Milton Williams, Bobby Brown, Jonathan Marshall at defensive tackle um, or defensive line rather. Uh, with the loss of Sheldon Richardson, I think that this position is kind of up for grabs. Um, Andrew Billings, Malik Jackson, we talked about this last week. Um, people like that are, are I, I don't want to say they're questionable, but you know we don't know how they're going to fit in. And yeah, I think that we're going to end up making it work, but just in case, uh, get Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech, uh, develop him into, into a really solid guy. Um, he earned a 90.8 PFF grade. I don't like using PFF, but we have really nothing else to base it on. Uh, 90.8 PFF grade in 2020. Um, he had a 4.6740 and 38-inch vertical, I believe, for a 298-pounder. That's just you know something that's, that's really phenomenal. So um, I'm going to select him with that pick and get some help on the interior defensive line. All right, with my 169 pick, I'm going to take a nickel corner, and this guy is also safety versatile, which is Darren Hall. I've heard great things from him from his uh, his workouts. He's a crazy good athlete. He's this exciting guy that the Browns showed interest in really early in the draft process. So I'm excited to add him to our nickel group here, and I think I think we could see him in the future showing out as a nickel guy or a third safety. As a crazy good athlete. Yeah, and that's kind of – it's kind of crazy from the tape that I watched and, like, his measurables and things like that. He is projected to go fifth, sixth. Yeah, um, I, think, I think five is a good spot. Yeah, I think that's a, that's really good value for a tremendous player. His his athletic ability is just off the charts, and that's, uh, that's definitely something that we're going to be looking at. Um, now we drop down to 211. Again, you know, maybe we move this pick around, something like that. But I have it. So right now I'm I'm kind of thinking running back. Um, I know we have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, whatever. We, we use our running backs for special teams a lot. You know, maybe we throw in a rookie back there, do something with that. Um, or just, you know, as extra depth. I like Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana. I think he's a, he's a really smash-mouth running back. Um, he, he has speed, his, his footwork is just really good. So I'm going to select him at 211. And I did have, um, Kenny Nwangawu from Iowa state. I butchered that name. Um, but I know the Browns have met with him once or twice. They do like, uh, his production and it shows, um, he had a 72.1 PFF grade again. Uh, but, 
I I do think that he can be another option going down the board if we choose to choose to move. But I will take Eliza Mitchell from Louisiana. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as you for a running back. Though for my one eleven or two eleven pick, I think I'm going to take nose tackle here, and it's mostly just for the fact that this is the only one left available, and it is Quimbo Hana. After doing some research on him, I found that he's a three forty nose tackle, so he's this he's this huge player, huge uh, just block taker. He's going to take up blocks for you. He's going to be a force up the middle. I think if we, you know, get him to lose some weight, you know, get his feet moving quick, this can be a disruptive and really huge part to the defensive line in more ways than one. Yeah, I I have heard some things, you know, him as a sleeper pick or um, just him being very disruptive and being an asset to whoever gets him. But I I do like that pick. Um, and finally, round seven, pick 257. I'm going to go with a quarterback because, you know, with the backup situation right now and uh, Case Keenum making, you know, an insane amount of money to be a backup, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't think we're going to cut him, um, but, you know, maybe restructure, do whatever. I don't know. I would just like some youth at the quarterback position um, if something were to happen to Baker or Case miraculously doesn't seem to be on the team. I have some heard some things that they're looking at uh, some – people who are going to go undrafted at the quarterback position, you know, whatever. But right now I have Ian Book and Sam Shane Bouchele out of SMU. Um, I do like Ian Book. I think that some people compared him to Baker for some wild reason. I don't think he's as good. Um, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, it makes zero sense to me. But uh, I'm going to take Shane Bouchele. <laughs> he was the 19th best quarterback um, in college football last year. 88.1 PFF grade. Um, he just he knows where to put the ball. He has a good deep ball. And, yeah, his competition wasn't that good, but I do think that with the right system, our system, um, he will flourish if he needs to be put in that into a situation. Um, so I will pick him with my last pick. For my last pick, this is pretty much a Mr. Irrelevant. So I'm going to stick with Noah's type of philosophy with the running back and select one here. The best one available for me is Rakeem Boyd. He's, you know, the highest on my board right now. So we're going to take him. I'm not completely familiar with him, but I have read in on him, and I think he's a great scheme fit. So this is, this is a pick for the future. It's security for our top guys. I think, I think he's a talented back. Yeah, and – these the running back picks you know maybe there's something that happens with Nick Chubb and we for some reason don't end up signing him to a contract um never know yeah you never know um as we know running back is very replaceable so you don't know what's going to happen with that but uh Kareem Hunt has about I believe he has a year or two left on his contract uh keep him around a little bit longer and then grab a rookie so uh this draft is mostly about depth I mean if Taking a look at my draft uh, right now, Greg Newsom in the first. He's gonna be sitting behind Denzel Troy Hill and potentially Greedy if he's if he's ready. Elijah Moore. There's a lot of depth at the wide receiver position. We talked about that last episode too. Um, you don't know how much playing time he's gonna get, but if you do put him on the field, he's gonna get. Uh, you know what he's gonna do, and he's gonna be very reliable. 
Cam Sample, again, talked about that last episode. Um, edge rushers, Tack, Clowney, Garrett, it's just a lot. So he might be put into a situation where he's moving on the inside um, and then get maximum pressure uh, from that defensive line group. Jamar Johnson, he can kind of go in anywhere and he's going to make an instant impact. Kendrick Green, he's going to be sitting behind for about a year or two, but with Bill Callahan, he's going to develop into a really, really good guard uh, for this offensive line. Monty Rice, there's a chance he might go in and start for a couple of games. Uh, Mac Wilson, he got benched last year. Jacob Phillips went in. You don't know what's going to happen with Mac or Jacob Phillips again. One of them gets hurt, he's going to go in. Uh, he'll make an impact. Milton Williams, put him on the line with with Jordan Elliott. If we don't re-sign Sheldon Richardson, he's gonna he's gonna thrive. Might not be the best idea putting two young defensive linemen there, but it could work. Elijah Mitchell just talked about it. Shane Bouchele again. Baker Mayfield, he's gonna be sitting back for a while. Uh, so that is my 2021 mock draft for right now. For me at 26, I have Azizo Jalari. He's just, you know, a developmental guy. He's got to work on his knee. He needs to rehab his knee a bit. You know, sit behind Clowney, sit behind Tack. You know, and just come in the game when we need him in pass rush situations. You play Clowney inside, you put Aziz on the outside, then you just run your defensive line. I think he's a phenomenal pass rush talent, and for the future he can be elite. I think it's just a tremendous pick at 26, and I think it – it will likely happen come draft though, hopefully. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Browns fans are hoping out on that. Um, anybody else you want to touch base on in your mock before we, you know, wrap this up? I'm just I'm just gonna say that I didn't take a linebacker. You know, I I really don't think I don't think it's a necessity the draft. You know, they're looking into undrafted free agent linebackers from what I've seen and who they've talked to, so I think that's a pretty good implication that they probably won't take a pure linebacker in this draft. And though they could, it's you know, it's not a necessity. And with my Hamza pick, Hamza and Azirling, I think you can come and play some weak side linebacker. So I think that is kind of a linebacker pick potentially, though he is more of a cover safety. I agree. And I think, you know, one one interesting thing about the linebacker group that I've been reading up on, um, Pete Warner from Ohio State. I believe the Browns talked to him, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, he's projected to go, you know, some people have him late first round. He is, was projected late third um, about, you know, two months ago. So I think there's going to be some things in this draft where people are going to gonna be reaching. I think the Ravens are going to go out and take – Zayvon Collins at linebacker. They have two first-round picks now, but they're both kind of crappy picks. Um, the linebacker class this year is is kind of it, – it's it's stacked. But next year, I think, is going to be a, a lot better class. Um, if you watch college football like I do, you know that there are going to be some, some stars coming out of there. Um, and I particularly wouldn't take a linebacker for us um, until the fourth, fifth, like I did with Monty Rice. Uh, and just kind of let everything play out for now and then let, let the youth develop, as I've harped on multiple times. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. We have NFL Draft this Thursday. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. I'm going to be down there for day two on Friday. 
Um, I believe Logan is going to be down there at some point. Um, so day three. Yep, day three. So if you do want to meet up with me, I'll put something on my story at some point. Come talk to me. Um, but thank you guys for tuning into another episode, and we will catch you guys after the draft, and we will run down all the all of our draft picks. Thank you. <laughs>